Good evening and welcome back to Raising Spirits with me, Sarah. And me, Kathleen. Now, before we get into this episode, just a reminder, we have set up some socials. So if you can follow us for teasers on the next episode, reminders when stuff's getting released, any other news as we go. Um, so follow us on Instagram, Twitter, for all that fun stuff. And all of this is going to be linked below on the episode. Um, so this week for our episode, we've decided to walk the line between the supernatural mysteries that we love and true crime, which is another um, love of mine. I just love it not make me shit my bitches. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to be telling the story of a woman who died under very suspicious circumstances, talking about some of the kind of strange details around the case and also some of the kind of suspected theories um, of what happened to her. Now, the official legally suspected theory, uh, but just like the sort of um, the chatter afterwards of kind of what yeah. people have been saying. So known by the nickname of Netta, um, Marie Emily Fornario was born in Cairo, Egypt in 1897. She was the daughter of an Englishwoman, Nora Edith Ling, and an Italian doctor, Giuseppe Nicola Raimundo Fornario, which is like such a quintessential Italian name, isn't it, Giuseppe? Yeah. Giuseppe Fornario. It's <laughs> a great name. Um, but after her mum died in 1898, so it would have been when she was about one, um, she was moved from Italy and placed in the care of her granddad, who was a well-off tea dealer, Thomas Pratt Ling. Um, that was her mum's dad. So she lived with him and his family um, at Liam Home in Stratham, which is like a borough of London. So... She obviously grew up um, in London, and around this time, London had many like occult societies and orders operating with like high-ranking members of society, which she would have fallen into because her granddad was like wealthy, like sold tea, which was like big shit. I suppose in the early nineteen hundreds, prosperous man, one might call him. I Mister <laughs> Twinings himself. So, <laughs> so um. She became a member of the Alpha et Omega, which was originally named the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, which is a fucking mouthful, right? Yeah. Um, but this Golden Dawn, they were a secret society devoted to the study and practice of all things occult, so metaphysics, the paranormal activities, and this was during the kind of late 19th and early 20th century. So they were known as like a magical order. They were very active in Great Britain and focused its practices on like white magic, spiritual development, and led the way now for a lot of more present day concepts of ritual magic that are at the center of stuff like Wicca and Thulema now. And this was all kind of inspired by this golden dawn. So the Alpha et Omega that Netta was part of was one of the kind of daughter organizations the Golden Dawn kind of fragmented into sections um following a bit of a rebellion there was public scandal brought the name of the Golden Dawn into disrespute it was kind of a bad day for them so they kind of split into these four separate groups and one of them was the Alpha 8 Omega and that was what Netta belonged to but it was all essentially the same thing it was the study of the occult white magic all that type of thing so these um kind of groups seem to have gone out kind of existence really by the second world war um but the members of the orders they dedicated themselves to learning ancient magical rites going into like these meditative trances to try and like 
communicate with the other side, summoning spirits and demons. They would do all these ceremonies that could last for days at a time. Um, so our netter we are talking about was involved in all of this and um, was also kind of suspected, although never confirmed, of being a, I'm going to try and pronounce it, Rosicrucian, which is an order claiming to possess arcane wisdom handed down from the ancient times. So she was very much into all things magic. All right. So Netta became interested in the island of Iona after reading a story about her favourite author, um, by her favourite author, William Sharp. Uh, the story described the area around Loch Stoneg. We think that may be how you pronounce it, but you know. It's <laughs> Google just wasn't there. helpful. It's just one of those things in this podcast that we're going to like continue to struggle with every time. There's going to be a word I can't say, and that's just how we're going to have to live our lives. Stoneg yeah. seems right. Yeah, it sounds right, like, for how it's spelled. So, um, yes, the story described the area around Loch Stoneg as a small loch which lies amongst the rolling rocky hillocks of Iona as one where the fairies roam free. Poetry. Yeah. (laughs) That's a beautiful (laughs) word. William Sharp was a Scottish writer of poetry and literary biography. From 1893, he also wrote as Fiona Mm. um, a pseudonym you kept almost secret during his lifetime, which is like in itself quite interesting. Um, so I mean, I can see why she was interested in this author. You know, obviously, usually into like these these areas where the fairies roam free, and she was very into fairies. So you know, you can see you can see the kind of we love a fairy. Yeah. Scotland um, have like a whole thing with fairies. Like they love a fairy. Yeah. And she's an occultist. Do you know what I mean, and he's talking about fairies, and she's like. I like this guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, according to fellow occultist Dion For- Fortune, which is a big cool name, Dion Fortune. I wonder if uh, it's like um like she picked it. I mean, like she'd kind of get yeah. into all this lifestyle and she was like, my regular name, Janet Smith, just not fun. Dion Hi. Fortune. That's my <laughs> name now. Yeah, I like it. Um, so yeah, according to this fellow occultist, the reason Netta was going to Iona was to conduct some deep healing and to study green ray elementals, which in non-magic folk speak is fairies. Mm. So, you know, fairies all really into these fairies. Uh, Dion Fortune was a renowned occultist at the time and knew Netta very well. And Dion distanced herself from Netta because she was getting too deep into things that she could not understand or control. So Dion was a bit like, mm, nah, like... Bit much for me, honey. Like, oh, Dion's like, literally famous oh, for being into the magics, and she's like, nah, I even she was like you're doing too many, too many spells for me, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> even she's, like, calling time on this, like, come on now, like, mm, I'm not feeling that. That's um, get a bit spooked, yeah. <laughs> It's like that movie. What's that movie again where the girls all went to, like, they start doing magic and all that, and then there's one who's just a wee bit too crazy. I feel like you're just talking about, um, like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer when, like, Willow gets really into magic or something. It's a pure, like, big-known movie. It's got the four lassies in it, and uh, they're, like, dead uncool or whatever, and uh, they do they start becoming, like, witches and doing magic and all that, so they can be cool. They work the craft... That's it. I've never seen that. That sounds good though. I might watch it. Yeah, I apparently it's like a pure. I've never seen it either. That's the thing. Like, 
I'm telling you, like, it's like, see one of the lassies in it, like, because I do that thing where I read the wiki plot of movies mm-hmm. instead of watching them because I'm a pure loser. And I can't wait to the end of a movie to find out what's going to happen. I need no, to I do that too. Not always, but like, <laughs> see, especially if I think it might be scary, I like to yeah. look it up because I want to know. I don't want to get scared. I want to know what's going to happen so I can prepare yeah. myself mentally. Right bags, <laughs> Why are we doing this to ourselves? <laughs> let alone actually explore like stuff that might have happened in real life like, I don't even know why you're doing this podcast <laughs> like god help us <laughs> you're trying to make other people feel scared the way that jump scares make me feel scared yeah. Yeah. but there's this lassie in it that's like she takes things a bit too far mm-hmm. and like goes a bit like kind of power mad and net is that lassie I'm telling yeah you. no definitely yeah she's the one that they're all a bit like mm, that's a bit much calm down like <laughs> No feeling that. But, um, so yeah. When they arrived on the island, most of the summer lodgers were leaving. So accommodation was really easy to find. And so she stayed with the McKay family. And she was said to be acting strangely at the time when she had arrived. Like that's when she was a bit, they were a bit like, mm, you're a bit weird. And although they're saying, you know, that she was said to be acting strangely at the time, I think that's probably just her personality. Yeah, she just seems like <laughs> a, what am I say, a quirky girl. Yeah, <laughs> but they said she was a bit weird. Um, but they did say, to be fair, like the family that she was staying with said that she would go into trance like states and always seemed to have a bit of a distant look in her eyes mm-hmm. and would sometimes speak in incoherent ramblings. And there was also the kind of weird thing of like all her silver jewelry had really mysteriously turned black. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, that that I can't really blame that on personality. Yeah. <laughs> and her personality didn't do that so I kind of get where they're coming from with the one well, then I was reading about our jewellery right because like we got quite not caught up on but we were interested in this because like yeah. I didn't know if that meant it went like a sort of gunmetal like tarnished way or if it was like fully black or but I was reading about our jewellery and one of them one of the kind of articles had said like they're not really sure why this has happened. It could be incredibly weird and suspicious, or it could be if she was using her jewelry, um, like if they were using blood, like lamb's blood or whatever, like in rituals, oh. and she was putting the jewelry in the blood, like as a, I don't know what you call them, but do you know what I mean? Like that type of thing. If she's putting it into the blood as part of these rituals, that that could tarnish it, like the iron in the blood. Yeah, and the blood, dried blood does go like a kind of black. So, yeah. And it oxygenates, it can do that. Yeah, so that was a, a suspected reason for it. However, from what I read, she was confused just why it was black. So I think if she was using her jewellery for something like that, she would expect it. Right. So, it. Yeah, so I don't know if I buy into that being the reason, but it's a possibility. It could have been used in like blood sacrifices as I don't know, something that like, like, she's dipping in blood. You know, she's she's had a few sacrificial lambs in her time. She would know by now. <laughs> she's she's like, no, this is well versed. Yeah, she's she knows what she's doing. Uh, she's got the jewelry cleaner at home, you know. She's, <laughs> she's like, what's going on? So she's aware, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently she would also roam around the island for hours, trying to visit as many of the pre-Christian sites as she could. Yeah, and uh, just that like, Iona is tiny it's yeah. about four miles diameter the whole way around it is teeny so like where she's going for hours i don't know yeah she would just keep going like around and around i think and just keep yeah. back to the sites, like looking for something mm-hmm. 
and she sent a very cryptic message to her London housekeeper saying that she wouldn't be home anytime soon as she had a terrible case of healing to deal with. And according to Francis King's book, um, Ritual Magic in London, Fernario told her landlady in Iona that certain people were affecting her telepathically. I mean, that's just like... So, yeah, so people were affecting her telepathically. I mean, that is that is something. I mean, how often do you hear about stuff like that? Like, obviously, mm-hmm. you, you see a lot about it, like, in, like, te- television and films and stuff like that. But, like, you never really hear a lot of supernatural stories about, like, telepathy. Yeah. Like, that's pure interesting. I wonder if she was just, like, bad vibes. It's just bad vibes. Like, not so much, like, yeah, someone's, like, <laughs> not even, like, telepathy and that someone's, like, speaking into her brain bad things or whatever but like yeah. more of like a even like oh I'm not able to communicate as much with like spirits or like whatever our deal was because yeah. I feel blocked here or I don't know I, like that yeah quite an interesting view actually because it could be that maybe she felt like she couldn't like do like her, like protective magic or whatever as much and it was like making her uneasy you know yeah. like don't like this it's affecting me like I don't like it and yeah. um, and although she said that she wouldn't be home soon to her housekeeper, um, from how she packed to go out to Iona, it looked like she was going to be staying for a while. Um, she had trunks of clothing and she also brought some of her own furniture. And from reports, she left for Iona either late August or the start of September for this trip. So um, also she took a lot of time like mm-hmm. while she was there. Like on this wee tiny island, she was there for a long time, going for it for hours, exploring these areas, like trying to find like these like fairy parts of the island. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. all for fairies, all for the fairies. All for like, the fairies. Like it's saying, you know, like that she was exploring these pre-Christian areas for hours and then going out all the time. And it's this tiny island. She'd been there for months. Like Well. It's it's almost quite obsessive. What we're going to come on to now, though, is what happened to Netta Well, she was in Iona. So on the 17th of November, 1929. So this is maybe six to eight weeks. Not even maybe as much as that, but like a month to two months after she got to Iona. Yeah. Um, the family she was staying with found Netta packing all her stuff up in an urgent rush to leave the island. So she claimed that she was being psychically attacked by several people on the island now just to confirm now like in 2021 the island has about 240 people who stay on the island and about half of them leave um after summer so and i assume there was smaller numbers then because obviously population growth from the last hundred years and whatever else Mm -hmm. so there's maybe in the off season 100 people on this island if you're lucky who is psychically attacking her on the island like they all know each other it's a community of 100 people it's just very strange but she packed all her stuff up anyway she wanted off um the family had warned that that was because it was a sunday the lord's day um no fairies are going to take her back to scotland mainland but she ignored them so she went for a ferry it didn't come and she decided to return back to the house Mm -hmm. by this point though when she came back her vibe had totally changed she was much calmer and she said that she was no longer leaving um and the 
woman she was staying with McRae had said that she came back with like a totally different demeanor like she came back like just completely like settled placid just like no I think I'm gonna stay a bit longer which I think I would be more confused by that I think as like yeah, a, like yeah, if yeah, someone's yeah. staying with you for like two months and then they go right okay I'm done I'm away bye I need to leave right now yeah yeah and this is all our trunks of stuff and all our furniture she's packed everything um and as well like the landlady had made a note that she hadn't received any post that day or received a telegram so i think her thing initially when she had to leave was she was worried that she'd had news of something happening at home um but she said that she didn't receive anything that day um but she got home very calm and decided she was going to go out on one of her usual long walks so the next day on the 18th of November, a member of the family she was staying with knocked on her bedroom door and didn't get a reply. So they went in and they found her clothes, her bed, all her belongings, all neatly positioned, folded away. She totally unpacked. She was settled back in, um, but she wasn't there. Everything else looked normal, but she wasn't at home. That's quite... It's it pretty makes you unsettled like to imagine it doesn't it like yeah like to be in such like a panic a concern people are psychically targeting me and my brain um i have to go off this island right now and then a couple hours chilling at the port she's like you know what actually i'm good i'm just gonna go back i'm gonna unpack i'm being silly being drama queen maybe i'm hormonal whatever she just goes home and unpacks like what's happened at the port yeah or was it the port she went to yeah yeah she's been sitting there for hours like and it's she's been affected telepathically like and yeah in an island off the coast of scotland in november right like bitch will be cold as well like that's not ideal weather what's happened in her in that time that she's came back and gave up trying to escape these attacks yeah just gave up she's like came back and just resigned herself to this fate and just went okay yeah, I'm just going to stay. You know, we'll be, we'll be, we'll see. I'm going to be out for a walk. Do you know what I mean? If I die, I die. Like who knows? Like she's just well, we know. I well, that's it. Um, after some time had passed, they grew concerned. Obviously, that's the right mm-hmm. thing to do. And they they went out in search of Netta, um, but no one could find her. And it wasn't until the 19th of November that her body was discovered by two local men. Um, they were both actually called Hector different last names but first same first names it's just really weird by the way isn't it uh, there's a like, hundred people on this island and two of them are called hector was that yeah. a common name a hundred people were both called hector like what the fuck like, is it just me like that sucks oh it's just all hector and hector they just got exploring yeah. all hector and like, hector i the police like who found her all oh, hector and hector like <laughs> <laughs> the hectors did it <laughs> so uh, so she was found laying between the marker which is low-lying grassy plain type thing mm-hmm. um kind of like in the moorlands and um, in in amongst that and in between that and lock stone egg and um, she was in like a kind of hollow in the moor and she was wearing a black cloak next to a fairy mound as well so i mean she's out in these fairy kind of areas you know that's yeah. where she's found in this black cloak and that was that was a very reason she'd came to the island to begin with, and where kind of. And just like, to like, confirm that she was wearing only the black cloak, she was completely yeah. nude except the cloak. Yeah, so you know, suspicious. Cold, cold islands like it, it's cold. Like, it's November in Scotland. Yeah. Like, 
Mm, no, I don't. I wouldn't even walk about my house like that in November in Scotland. <laughs> what I'm quite interested in is like there's no kind of information out there about like where were her clothes because she left yeah. the house on. Where did her clothes? What happened to them? Yeah. Like, I feel like there would be some sort of information on that if they'd found them, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's no. nothing that I can find yeah. on it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's all just very, very sus. Um, and kind of, like, these, like, we kind of, like, enchanted, like, mounds and wee hills are dotted through the British Isles. Um, and they're often remnants of like Iron Age Celtic structures and um, that have just kind of been covered by vegetation over time. So these are like, you know, the kind of places like people like in like kind of like orders, we'll call them, I guess, mm-hmm. um, go to, do you know what I mean? Uh, so it is like a kind of magical place to people yeah. that are involved in that sort of thing. Um, yeah, so it's like ancient, ancient like, history, like, yeah. Yeah, to anyone else, it just looked like she was just found like kind of near the lock but no this is like there's something about this area that would have meant something to her yeah Um, and she or someone else we don't know what happened obviously who did this but they'd carved a cross into the like the kind of hillside where she was laying Mm -hmm. um, using like a discarded knife Mm-hmm. Um, and like the, that it was like the actual cross was carved out of the turf it wasn't like they've just scored into the into the dirt like with a knife yeah, the like, actual like turf was cut out in a large cross yeah and she was like actually laying on it like she was like 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 she'd been placed there do you know what I mean she's yeah. not like cut this out and then laid on it like I think she's I personally think she's been placed onto it yeah um, and it just seems a bit ritualistic to me mm-hmm. um and according to some occultists, this is a method used when contacting the fairy realm. Yeah. Um, and upon kind of first expe- inspection, it looked like she had died from exposure. But some of the reports noted that her feet and her toes were cut, which suggested that she would have been running. Yeah. But it's where she was running that. to, where she was running, what she was running from is still unknown. Yeah. We don't know what happened. Um, eight days after the discovery of her body, the Scotsman newspaper, um, they published an article about Netta on the 27th of November 1929, writing that this alien woman who dressed in the fashion of the arts and crafts movement with a long cape and hand-woven tunic settled into the house of someone only known as Miss McRae. The 33-year-old Fernario spent her time walking the island and in long trances some of which would could last for days so they were straight up just like i just love the way they say like dressed yeah. in the fashion of the arts and crafts movement like they don't want to call yeah. it a golf like <laughs> well the arts and crafts movement was like a big thing especially in the 20s right so like yeah. <clears throat> the arts and crafts movement was this whole thing of because this would have been just after like the industrial revolution really kicked off when things were starting to be mass produced yeah so when things were able to be made by machinery and by sweatshops well the equivalent of sweatshops then there was like essentially a big pushback on people making things and it being done so like intricately with drama so this is when you saw a lot of like hand printed wallpapers um woven garments and everything was made individually and it was like very like elaborate and decorative because it was essentially a big fuck you to the industrial revolution saying your machines can't do what we can do we're artists we make art 
um, so like it was a big thing at the time, but and she was wealthy, so it's understandable to an extent. And it would have stood out on a little island like Iona, where don't get me wrong, people were always making their own stuff, but it would have been to survive, like you make what you need. Um, yeah. Whereas hers would have been much more like elaborate and. Yeah. Um, and she's in London, you know, obviously they've got all... Uh, in London, it's a thing, aye. Compared to, like, on a wee island like Iona. Yeah. Maybe, like, a couple. Yeah. I think as well what stands out to me there is um, these trances that would last four days at a time, where, yeah. like, is she wandering for days at a time? I-, I don't believe that because they were concerned that she wasn't in her room the next day. Yeah, I think they've kind of um, embellished that a little bit. because yeah. Or the- maybe they... Yeah. Like, Maybe the trances last for days, but she's not walking around that whole time. I don't know. Um, But they obviously were concerned enough the next day to go looking for her when she wasn't home over one night. The kind of impression, like, well, nobody in Ireland else is like this, so we've got anything to do with this. Yes. Because they, honestly, yeah, they essentially really washed their hands of this. So yeah. the coroner's report on her death didn't couldn't confirm the time of her death, only that it occurred sometime between when she left the house on the 17th of November and when she was found on the 19th. So he concluded his report by stating that exposure of the weather had killed her as there was no obvious evidence of foul play. So it was essentially just sort of decided, like, oh, she just died because she was out in a cold. Um now, don't get me wrong, obviously the medical profession of that time wasn't super advanced. I don't know how much of a detailed postmortem they did. I don't know if they checked for poisons or drugs or anything in her system. I think yeah. some poisons leave really obvious like scar- scarring and stuff, like on like um, your liver and whatever. But I don't know how much information he would have had at this point. Also don't know if the coroner was on the island or on the mainland. I would assume she was taken to the mainland for this. But if not, it's going to be like, I mean, the police station on a hundred people, people island. That's what one guy, two guys. Yeah. Like, one guy, like, <laughs> hi, that's just Hector. Like, it's just the two Hectors. That's an entire police force. Like, so I don't know, obviously, to what extent this investigation was done. If it just fell under the mainland and they just didn't want to put in the work going over and investigating yeah. fully. But yeah, they just went exposure. And she was, looked at her and just went, she's a bit of a weirdo. We don't want anything to do with this. Let's just, yeah, let's just make it the easiest thing that we can yeah. find. She was an unmarried 33 year old woman in 19. Negative attention to them, I think. Yeah. I think considering her interest in the occult, um, her kind of, don't get me wrong, like she was a wealthy woman, but I think like just from the fact like, her position in society is like being unmarried, being into this kind of like misunderstood dark arts. Like she wasn't like the classic yeah. traditional Catholic or Protestant or whatever. So yeah. I think like, especially in Scotland, who is very, you are a Catholic or you are a Protestant. Yeah, like even yeah. now, not to the same extent, but like it's always yeah. sort of like a given for a lot of people that you're one or the other. So I think for her to be into the occult, she wasn't from there. She was she was not a, she wasn't one of them in the community. She was a, a strange person from outside that. So yeah. they just sort of went, oh, she just died in the cold. She was weird. She was going to these trances, wandered about, she lay down in the grass and she just died. Cool. Yeah. Um 
and she was laid to rest um, on the island at St Orange Chapel. Um, so Netta died with the sum of £424 in her estate, and that would be worth around 25 grand today. And that was just money that she just had. So she would have been like a pretty wealthy woman like for her time. Obviously, like her papa was rich or her granddaddy that she lived with. So I'm guessing yeah. a lot of that money... I'm, from what I can see here, she wrote books and stuff about her occult stuff, which was quite popular at the time, but I don't think it would have made her rich. I think a lot of this is money she's got from her family. Um, the Oban Times article um, about her reported that a number of letters of strange character were also taken by the police, who passed them on to the procurator fiscal for consideration. However, they never were considered because no investigation was carried out. The doctor noted her cause of death as heart failure from exposure. Um, however, this has left many people unsatisfied, including us, and yes. believe it should have been investigated further. So Absolutely. we've decided to put together some theories. Um, so this is kind of what we can find. People are kind of chatter, chatting about like what the theories are, what happened to our poor Nettie. Um, yeah. I'm calling her Nettie, right? And I'm... <laughs> <laughs> not taking this slander every time I was writing these notes I've wrote Nettie I don't know why in my heart she's a Nettie okay I don't care that her name is Netta or Maria or whatever name she actually had right <laughs> she's our poor Nettie and I'll have no more of this <laughs> I just think I'm not the only one who said something wrong for a change I always say something fucking wrong I said what I meant to say she is our Nettie <laughs> right <laughs> so the first thing it could be is exposure. Now, I think what's changed to me, right, and we've not kind of went into it too much, but her body was found, obviously, other than the cuts on her feet and toes, there wasn't any other marks externally on her body. However, she had a knife in her hand when she died and there was a knife on the ground near her. Yeah. Her clothes are gone. She's completely naked except this cloak and her silver jewellery, which was blackened. Mm-hmm. Um, it just feels... And obviously she's on this cross that's been cut out of the turf. So could she have cut the cross out of the turf to communicate with fairies, just decided to be naked as part of the ritual? I mean, it probably would have been quite common in the occult rituals to strip off, be closer to, like, nature to yeah. communicate I can get on board with that I just don't know why or how you wouldn't notice the cold again can't reiterate this enough November in fucking Scotland and like yeah. the islands off the coast of Scotland right we're not like yeah like just the, you would have been exposed just for the fact that you're in like such an open place by the sea right everywhere in Iona is by the sea it's four miles across <laughs> so <laughs> you're just by the sea it's to me I think unless she took maybe some sort of hallucinogenic drug like I don't know if there's like an equivalent in the occultist of like peyote right something like that that like um the Native Americans would use like when they're communicating with like spirits like they're in their culture so I don't know if there's something like something equivalent to that that she could have taken and or if she's been into one of these trance states that people said she went into um and she's just not realized the cold setting in around her um 
I don't know. It feels weird to me. It's sus. I don't love exposure as a reason, especially with the knives and with the the cut up feet. Like the girl left wearing shoes, right? She had shoes on when she left the house. Where the fuck are her shoes? Why is she running around Island barefoot, like through what I would assume to cut her feet? Because it's not grass isn't going to do that. That's through brambles, through hedges, whatever. Sus, strange. We don't like it. The other theory that people have said is suicide. So basically, everything from above, but she did it on purpose. It wasn't that she just happened to die of exposure. She lay there and waited to die. But she was holding a knife. Like, see, if you wanted to kill yourself, I just feel like instead of just lying there and waiting on, like, the cold to kill you, you've got a knife. Like, there are more efficient ways if that's, like, your goal, really. Um, I don't know. I just don't love it. It's um, to me. I just don't buy that, and I think part of that is the she earlier in that day when she left the house, she was trying to protect her life. She was scared of someone who she thought was going to do harm to her, and yeah. she fled. She was terrified, and then she's right. left it for a few hours, believed to go to the port. And then came home just like, oh, no, it's fine. Um, And is that she had accepted she was ready to die and she decided she was going to do it? Did she feel like there was never going to be an escape option that was available to her? Whatever it was, maybe would follow her. So she's just going to go out onto this fairy mound and kill herself. But then why go to the island to communicate with fairies, go do your ritual to communicate with fairies. So the thing that she's really interested in, the thing that she wants to do, yeah, to then kill herself, doesn't make sense to me either. Yeah, I just don't think, like, um, anyone, like, who is fighting for their life just changes their minds that quickly within a few hours from Mm -hmm. fighting like that to try and get off the island, actually properly going and sitting and sitting say no i'll wait for a boat to come and get me i'll yeah. wait till monday i'll yeah. sit here all damn day till it's the next day till the boats are on and i am leaving mm-hmm. to be that determined to escape to save your life to then oh, i'm just gonna go kill myself nah I yeah. don't know. i'm not I buying it i like i can see why some people might think that it could also suicide like it could be a mental health issue but i just i don't know I just don't think like you would go from being that determined to be safe yeah. to just throwing it away like so quickly. Yeah. But I don't know if everybody's different, everybody's experience is different with it. It, it could it could be possible, but I just I think there's just something to it that just seems a bit like why was there two knives? You know? Yeah. And why did she she use one of those to kill herself? Yeah. You know, I just you're right. I mean it's just a bit sus which takes us on to our next theory yes murder (laughs) the big m yes so obviously some rumors are going to say obviously murder like come on so uh, there were rumors of a man as well spotted that evening on the island in a black cloak i mean she was found wearing a black cloak and this guy showed up wearing a black cloak i mean is it just me is it just me like would you not be looking for that guy and going did you do you still have that cloak mm-hmm. or did you bring a spare like i'd be thinking <laughs> the same cloak does it look similar like yeah. or i mean maybe or, 
as an accomplice and he came there to meet her or he's been stalking her because she's been meddling and stuff she doesn't understand and he's been told to keep an eye on her by that Dion lassie I mean like maybe the the cloak thing is like something that they all have the kind of the same of a uniform you know yeah like the Masonics and stuff had like their outfits yeah I mean I just feel like there's so many questions here you know mm-hmm. um I mean she'd said when she wanted to leave the island that people were trying to hurt her and then I mean could this be the one who was like killed her yeah and then there were articles that gave mixed information on the knives at the scene mm-hmm. so there were some that said that she there was one like on the ground near her um but then also there was like ones that said she didn't have one that she was holding and some of them said she was holding one um, yeah. so there was a kind of like okay there was one and no there was two there were no there was one no there was two yeah like there was at least one knife there because they used it yeah. to cut the turf however some are saying there was two knives and some are saying there was one yeah. um but again with the knife so if you wanted to kill someone she didn't have any marks on her like body that she'd been killed so i don't know if she'd been struck like could she have been hit in the head yeah could she have been drugged by someone yeah yeah um but if you want, I don't know, maybe it was a thing of I could get away with this crime if I don't stab her. But I mean, you want to kill someone, she, if she, you believe that she was running from someone, they've got a knife. Yeah. They would just, I, it would be a stabbing situation. It wouldn't yeah. be a lie in the cold and wait to die. I just don't get it. I just find it all really strange. It is uh-huh. serious. I mean, articles were like saying like she didn't have like any other kind of wounds on her body other than the ones on her feet. Mm-hmm. So even if, like, she'd, even if she had been hit in the head and she wasn't bleeding, there are usually obvious signs when you die of a head injury, like your pupils completely blow and they go massive. Oh, so it's like, yeah. yeah, like when like like when you have a head injury, your pup- your pupils go massive. Mm-hmm. So like they would be able to tell straight away when they looked at her eyes. Do you know what I mean mm-hmm. like okay, she's been hit in the head, so maybe she's fell or there's been foul play, but they didn't say. Obviously, they've said like it's been a heart thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I don't know, man. I just, I feel like it's just, it, I just don't feel like it's been an, an exposure situation. No, I no. think exposure could be part of it. I just wish, I wish, wish, wish they had done some sort of investigation into it yeah. and not just immediately closed it as just natural causes. I just think there is something here that's been missed. Uh-huh. Like, tell me where our clothes are. Tell me where they are. Tell me. There's nothing online at all about Yeah. Like, tell me if she had drugs in her system. Tell me if she had poison in her system. Tell me if there was anything suspicious. If there was any sort of injury, like a concussion, or if there was any... Even if there was, like, a medical record of her having, like, mental illness or something that could explain... Um, yeah. like disassociating and then yeah. like she dies of exposure because she's completely disassociated I want something else is it too late right. to get this no please go right now dig up this case it's not a closed case it's an it's a cold case that you have ignored it was yeah. suspicious it's sus as fuck yeah. um I so even like even like if they could I know they, I don't know if they could do like toxicology reports back in the day but in like 1929 but usually they could tell if there was something in their system because when they did an autopsy you could see damage to the organs yeah to tell. i mean if that from that even if she was like poisoned with something that could have paralyzed her and then she's been maybe forced into this ritual 
or mm. maybe he's just been straight up murdered by this other occult guy and he's just thought you know what I'm just going to make it look like she was doing like some sort of ritual so that the the, the island are more likely to want to wash their hands off because they don't want to bring this negative attention to them because obviously yeah. like, as you said earlier like it was a very it's very kind of catholic or protestant like country but I mean at that time it was like you were one or the other mm-hmm. and I think a lot of the time with stuff like that they would just sort of automatically think you're talking to the devil Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the devil's working all that. Or you don't don't talk to them. Do you know what I mean like they're wanting to bring all sorts of bad shit around? So they may just have been like, oh, let's just drop it. Do you know what I mean like we've only yeah. got our people or something on this island. We don't want to fuck up the next tourist season. Do you know what I mean like we want? Yeah, definitely. So we need the money. We need the tourism. So I mean, it could be that he's just like even put her in this fake ritualistic position. But also there are reports that like. That that is the way that you would contact the fae world. So, are uh, so many questions. That I mean, and there is obviously the conspiracy of well, the theory that they, you know she was on Iona to investigate the fairies. So maybe she did find them, and they didn't want to be found. Yeah, uh, this could have been why she was scared and said that she wanted to leave the island. And I mean, talked herself down into maybe thinking that she's being ridiculous and decided to stay, and then found out the hard way that she's wrong. You do yeah. obviously about like fairies taking like likes of children mm-hmm. and they become fairies as well maybe she wanted to do that and become mm-hmm. one of the fairies or maybe they said to her like if she's discovered them and they went oh well we can't let her live we yeah. Are, yeah we'll turn you into one of us you can come join us and they've actually just been luring her to their death yeah we can't let her leave we can't let her tell people that she saw us and like, then that could explain she was running from fairies but she's then been killed with no marks because yeah. obviously they have more power over that so that could explain it if you were so inclined to believe in the faithful yeah. <laughs> of Iona um but she was in a fairy spot she was there investigating fairies she spent hours and the thing as well is I mean she's spending hours every day out on a pretty small place yeah and for all anyone knows she could have been communicating with them for a lot of the time that she was there. She was out for so long every day. She could have been communicating. And then it's what has killed her. Unfortunately, now, like, we're never going to know. I don't, like, we're never really going to know what happened to Netta. It's, I think, genuinely, I think the police force failed her at that time. Like, law enforcement yeah. failed her. There should have been an investigation done. Now, yeah. if don't get me wrong, the investigation could very well and likely probably would have turned up. Like, no, she maybe had been in a trance state or whatever. And yeah, okay, exposure killed her. I just feel like there's so many unanswered questions around this, and I find it all just not like satisfying. Mm-hmm. It's there's too many things like that just haven't been explained maybe the police have this information and have just never released it but I want to know surely by now enough time has passed that they can just release this so I can read it I just want you need to file I just want you need to file more than I want anything else anyone in the police force see if you could just like mm, dig it out dig it out and then send it to me that would be so kind of you I don't know if that's how it works let me know some snaps of the file would be really really nice yeah we won't grass you we'll do the work from there you know what i mean the police don't even have to do it we'll do it like yeah 
I'll fully investigate. Like Iona's probably not that far from us. Like we're in Scotland. Like I can't be that far. Scotland's not that big. Like we'll go. We'll explore. Get a ferry there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this was the story of Neta and her mysterious and unsatisfying death on Island of Iona. Um. So we hope you all found it as intriguing as we did. Yeah. Um. Intriguing and infuriating. I feel yeah. like the more we're talking about theories, the more I'm just like, God fucking damn it! Like, yeah. couldn't you have just just told me where like our stuff was our stuff where was our stuff like why was our clothes like not on our body where were they with the her? i don't know there's discussion about knives being neater so does that mean nothing else was neater because it wasn't noted i don't know i'll never know it's going to bother me forever um yeah. so yeah Perfect. enjoy Perfect. us telling you this horribly unsatisfying story um however before we wrap up before we go we just wanted you today um we would really really love if anyone listening could follow us and if you feel so inclined if you could leave some fantastic reviews on i think apple Podcasts, and i don't know if you can leave reviews on google Podcasts, but if so please leave them there as well because the more reviews we get the more interaction we get then the more they're going to promote our podcast for our people to listen to and obviously we love what we're doing we're having a great time with it and the more people who listen the more we can keep doing it yeah so please do that please share it with anyone you know who would enjoy listening to us talking shit about something that is spooky or mysterious or weird um share it around get folk listening and then we can make more episodes and keep talking shit to you but um yeah so that's pretty much the summary and it brings us to the end of this episode but if you come back in two weeks time we'll tell more ghostly tales um on a topic that we've not yet decided however we're open to suggestions if anyone wants to suggest an episode um leave a dm us on instagram comment leave a review with a suggestion in it we'll pick it up and we will do that for you because well why not hi <laughs> we are here to tell stories you want to hear right now we're just telling stories we want to tell so yeah. let us know what you want to hear and we'll yeah. get one right away But yeah, thanks so much for listening to us again this week and hope you enjoyed raising some spirits together and we'll catch you in two weeks. Yeah. Bye. Bye.